if you've listened to a few episodes of the podcast, you're probably thinking at some point that it sure is a lot of information to take in. That's a lot of ideas coming from different teachers and different classrooms. If you've listened to solo episodes that I've done where I talk about theory and practice and activities you can do in your classroom, I know a lot of it can come off as really overwhelming because you want to probably try it all, but is there time and how do you do it? So I want to take some time on this episode to recognize that and to give you some tips for taking in all of this information and figuring out what is going to be most useful for you in your classroom without feeling that overwhelmed that there's so much to do. So let's jump in and talk about it. Are you a language teacher looking for some reassurance that what you're doing in the classroom is on the right track? Or maybe you're looking for some ways to teach even more effectively. If you're one or the other or somewhere in between, you've landed in the right place. This is the World Language Classroom Podcast with your host, me, Joshua Cabral. You're about to get tips, tools, and resources so that your students continue to rise in proficiency and communicate with confidence. Let's jump in. Vamos, allons-y. Hello, my friends. Bonjour, mes amis. Hola, mis amigos. Welcome to the World Language Classroom Podcast. I am Joshua Cabral, and thank you so much, as always, for being here so that you can think about what's going on in your classroom, how you can tweak it, make it a little better, be reassured that what you're doing is on the right track. All of that stuff is what makes you an incredible educator, and thank you so much for being here. So as I said in the intro, I want to use this time, it's just the two of us today, to look at this idea of so much information being presented on any podcast, really. If you're listening to an entertainment podcast, that might be a little different. But if you're listening to a podcast where you're really interested in learning something and taking something away from it, and you listen to it regularly, you're hearing a lot of ideas. So I want to recognize that and make sure that we're never feeling too overwhelmed. That is never, ever my goal. I never want teachers to feel like they should be doing it all, and why aren't they doing this because other teachers are doing that. That is never my goal because I want you to be proud of what you're doing. I like it when I'm proud of what I'm doing, and that overwhelm sometimes makes us not so proud of what we're doing in our classroom. So that is certainly never my intention. So I want to make sure that we are proud of what we're doing and that we're doing everything we can to the best of our ability. And so I want to give you some tips on sort of sifting through the different things that you're hearing about that you might think is a great idea, but can you do it right away? Will it take some time? There's a lot, and we're going to get into all of that. But just to look back a little bit over the last about 10 months now that I've been doing this podcast, I decided last summer, in the summer of 2021, that I was finally going to start a podcast. I had thought about it for a while, and I wanted to jump in and finally do it. So I put my first podcast episode out there. I published it in August of 21. And as of the publishing of this episode here in June of 2022, it has been 45 episodes. 
No, that's incredible because you never know how long it's going to go. And I've read different statistics that, you know, there's, you know, millions of podcasts out there and a lot of them don't go past episode 40 and they go to the podcast graveyard and everything. So the fact that you've been sticking around and I see enough feedback and enough downloads of episodes to say, wow, people are still into this, that I've been motivated to go to 45 and I'm going to keep on going well past this. But over the last 45 episodes, I have had, since last August, 30 guests on the podcast, all with different topics, everything from how we assess in the classroom to how you're going to implement music with students. And then we got into, in the last couple of months, really looking at diversifying our curriculum. We've gotten a lot into comprehensible input, so many different topics. And that was just with the guests. And I've also done 15 solo episodes along the way, usually talking about methodology and getting into theory sometimes and how you can use that in your classroom. And then I've done my teacher toolbox episodes where you have activities that you can use right away in your classroom. So that's 45 episodes of content there that you've been taking in if you've been listening to it regularly. And if you're new, take some time this summer. Go back, listen to some of those episodes you might have missed. Lots of great topics in there. And you can get them all on whatever platform you listen on. So there's so many different ideas and approaches that you're hearing either from me, from other teachers, and what they're doing in the classroom. I sincerely hope that there are places where you see certain topics or ideas or activities or ways to go about something that are directly related to your teaching and your students. Something you can say, yes, that sounds like a really good modification of what I'm doing right now and I'm going to try it that way or that's how I'm doing it and uh, it's great to hear other teachers are having success with it as well. So I really do sincerely hope that you're finding those direct connections to what you're doing. And if you're not, because, you know, every topic's not going to go for every single teacher in every classroom, I do hope that you're having opportunities to think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because there may be some things where you think, oh, that's really not going to work for my students in my classroom. That's not really my style. So you have an opportunity there to reassess what you're doing and be confident that your approach is bringing you success and you want to keep up with it. You know, so it's even if things aren't directly related to your teaching, you're finding opportunities to be supported in your own convictions and your own data with your students and what they're doing. So hopefully that regardless of the topic, it's either that direct connection or an opportunity to solidify your conviction in the way you're going about it with your students. And as we look at all of these different approaches and things we're hearing from teachers, there's this idea of a core practice. You hear this a lot with ACTful, the ACTful core practices. And then generally in education, we hear a lot about best practices in teaching. And sometimes what we're hearing about is going to fall into one of these two categories. Now, this is my own understanding, the way I like to think about this. I don't know that it's really published anywhere. Anyone's really said it. But for me, when I think of a best practice in teaching, I'm usually thinking of something that's like tried and true, honed and passed on to teachers based on the way that other teachers have done it and have had success with it. So that's sort of what a best practice is, that tried and true, honed and passed on. 
Whereas a core practice, I think more of having theory and research behind it to support it. Now, some best practices can certainly be core practices, like those tried and true, honed, passed on practices could very much have research support behind it. But this whole idea of core practice and best practice, I always come back to that when I'm thinking about what teachers are doing in their classroom. And as I'm talking with different teachers and you're hearing about what they're doing in their classroom, where they're finding their success, like try to think, is that is that a best practice where it's been tried and honed and passed on? Or is there support and is there research, theoretical underpinnings of it that are supporting it as well? And for me, you might have guessed, because of usually how I think about language teaching, is I'm much more into those core practices than necessarily the best practices, although it's always good to have a mix of practices. But as you're listening and considering the different things that teachers are sharing, you know, maybe think of that idea. Is that a best practice or is that a core practice? And if it's a core practice, I could learn some more about it and figure out exactly why. You know, that's a little theoretical core practice, best practice, only because I hear teachers, you know, talking about that a lot, uh, whether they're in language teaching or not. So that aside, there's still been a ton of information, which is what I started this episode by saying that. You have all this information from 30 different teachers and 15 solo episodes, so 45 total episodes. So what are you going to do with all of this information? And, you know, this is interesting because I, I like to watch a lot of documentaries, and sometimes I watch documentaries that have nothing to do with teaching or anything. I watched one that was about Costco, you know, the big box chain store. And it was this whole idea of decision paralysis, that when you have too many choices, you just don't make a choice at all. And so they were basically saying that if you go into one of their stores, you don't have 13 different types of mustard to choose from. There's one type of mustard. You go in and you get the one that they have. And they've done research that if they have five, six, seven different types, that people tend to walk away and not buy any of them because of this idea of decision paralysis, where you just kind of freeze up and don't make a choice at all. So they just go with the one type of mustard, so that's the one that you buy. And so I was thinking about that with the ideas on this podcast, where you've had 45 episodes now of all these different things that you can do. If I were hearing all these different ideas, I'd be like, whoa, okay, I, I can't do it all. And if I do this, then I have to do that. And I just can't do it. I just, I'm going to have decision paralysis. That's totally my personality. And so I do not want to create that kind of situation for listeners. But when it does come to all the information, because it's great. There is so much great stuff going on in classrooms, and I want to hear about it all, and I do want to share it with you. I love conferences and professional development and doing all of that stuff. So by no means do I want to stop bringing teachers on to talk about all the wonderful things they're doing in their classroom. But I want to give you some tools and some ways and lenses to think about everything that you're hearing so that it can truly be actionable in your classroom and that you don't have that decision paralysis that, you know, if you're going in for the mustard, just get the one type of mustard they have. So the first thing I want to point out about anything that you're hearing from teachers on the podcast or things that I share on solo episodes is that you don't have to do it all. And 
none of us have to do it all. None of us can do it all. We all teach in different situations. We have different levels. We have different languages, different levels of interest on the part of our students and demographics that we're teaching within and locations. There's so many different components that go into what our teaching is. And what I don't want you to think is that much like happens on, say, Facebook and different areas of social media, that everyone just puts on their best picture and their most happy events so that their lives just look perfect and they just showed up that way. And we know that the reality behind that is usually not the case. So I also want you to remember, and I have to remember this myself as well, is that Nothing that we hear about on this podcast from teachers happened overnight. None of it happened in a day. If I'm telling you about something that is working well, that I'm implementing in my classroom, I don't want you ever to think that I tried it yesterday for the first time and it worked really well and let me tell you about it. There's usually different variations of it. It took a little time. So my goal is to then bring it to you as a possible activity to do in your language classroom, but it's going to have eliminated all the things that didn't work and here's the things that did work and this is how I would recommend going about it and that's usually what teachers are going to be talking about and you might notice that once in a while to pull the curtain back a little bit I like to ask what didn't work along the way because I want to keep pointing out that fact that it's not the glossy perfection of what happens in our classroom that there are trials and tribulations that go up to it teachers are regularly working on their teaching effectiveness and I always want to make sure that we remember that it didn't happen in a day and there's no expectation that what we're doing in our classroom should be happening in a day or even a week Sometimes these things take a lot of time. So hopefully you're getting inspired by things, but I never want teachers to end up at the end with this feeling of less than or I could never be able to do that because look at that great thing they're doing or the success that they're having because it has never been that case for any of us. Uh, We are always trying new things and we're just sort of hearing about the things that worked well. But remember, as you're trying something new, we're always in that situation. I have it happen all the time that I want to try something that I haven't done before, uh, take a new approach, and wow, that's a humble moment for me. (laughs) Things didn't go so great, and of course, that's when somebody walks in and sees it, but that's the reality of the teaching world. So the, the first thing is just to remember that we are all in different teaching situations, And the second thing is that none of this happens in a day. So anything you're hearing on this podcast, just remember that it's a process to get there and it's taken every teacher a process to get there. And the third thing I want to point out is this concept that I use when I do workshops in schools with teachers. I always start with a couple of stories about how to go about their language teaching, and their profession in general. And this is one of the things that I ask 
teachers to consider before we spend three, four, five, sometimes six hours going over teaching methodology stuff and what they can do in their classroom. And it's anytime there's something new that we come up with. So you can think anytime something new comes up on this podcast that you're hearing about a teacher doing, I want you to have this lens. And it's four possible buckets that it can fall into. The first thing is you can think about something you can say, I can likely do that tomorrow. There are going to be things you could say, oh, I couldn't do that tomorrow. It's for whatever reason. But there are going to be some things you can say, I can do that tomorrow. And that's the first bucket that something can fall into. But remember, it's not the only one. Then there's the second bucket. And you might hear about something and you'll say, hmm, that's going to need a little prep. So... I'll have to do that maybe next week. I'm going to try that out next week with this 7th grade class, with this 11th grade class, with this 3rd grade class. Be very specific. I'm going to try that out next week. So remember, some things, very little prep, wow, I can I can try that out tomorrow. Like some of the things that I talk about in my teacher toolbox episodes require very little prep. So you could think, I could do that tomorrow. But then there are going to be some other things that may require a little bit of prep or finding some materials. So I'll maybe try that out next week. And then there's the third bucket. And always kind of have all the buckets ready for these whenever teachers are talking about things on the podcast. So the third one is that would be really effective in my unit on the environment. So I'll do it sometime in the next few months when I'm doing that unit on the environment. So you have those things that bucket one, I could do that tomorrow. Bucket two, oh, I could probably, I'm going to do that next week. I could probably do that next week because it's going to take a little bit of prep. The third thing is that's going to work really well in a particular unit that I'm doing, but I'm not doing that unit right now. I might not be doing it next month. It might be two or three months from now, or it might be in the fall. So that is the third bucket, that it's a little more removed. It's not tomorrow. It's not for next week. It's for the next time a particular unit comes up. And then the fourth bucket, the concept of what you're hearing is a bit of a change in overall approach. So you might be thinking, wow, that's, that's not how I've been approaching language learning and language teaching. So that's going to be a, a, a bit of a change in mindset for me. So I need to sit with that and learn a little more because that really is going to be a fundamental mindset shift or shift in the way I do things. So next year, I might think of going about my units with that in mind, or it might even take a little more time than that. Uh, it's not something I'm exactly ready for right now, but it sounds intriguing enough where I want to think about it. So as you're listening to anything I say on an episode that's a solo episode, just me sharing with you, or that you're hearing in an interview with another teacher, 
Think about those four buckets that you can put the information in. I say bucket, you can put it anywhere, just compartments in your mind. So, oh yes, that is something I can do tomorrow. It really doesn't require much prep and that will slide right into this unit that we're doing right now. Or you might think that that's something that's gonna actually require a little more prep. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna try it in this unit with this class, but I'll do it next week. And then there are those things that are going to fit into a particular unit, and you can really see that it resonates with that topic, and you're going to wait for that unit to come around before you're going to try it. And then there are those fundamental mindset shifts in how you're approaching your teaching. So think about it. Each time you hear something new, which bucket, component, place you're going to put it in because not everything is going to be, I can do this tomorrow. Not everything's going to be next week. Not everything's going to be the next unit. Some of it is going to be a shift in approach. So if you sort of take anything you hear and try to put it into one of those four compartments, it'll help to lessen the overwhelm and really think, okay, this is doable. And again, there are going to be those things that that's not going to work for me at all, and I really don't see where it's going to fit in, but it was a nice idea, which is absolutely fine as well. There's no reason why we have to try everything at some point. So when we're taking this all together, I like to keep in mind whenever we're listening to ways of going about this language learning and teaching, I like to keep in mind Florencia Henshaw's quote, and she says, let's focus on principles over labels. So if we are keeping in mind those fundamental principles of language teaching that are based on sound research findings, a lot of stuff I share in the solo episodes, if we keep those in mind, then we can maybe find a place to put in the different things we're hearing about and not worry about labels. Oh, that's not comprehensible input. That's not CI. That's not TPRS. That's not OWL. Like it's not going to fall into a very defined category or label. So remove the labels a little bit and just make sure that we are truly focusing on those sound principles of language teaching. And along with that, that idea of this core practice, best practice, best practice, does it really have some support underneath it? Or is it just tried and true and passed on before teachers? Or that's a core practice with some stuff really that's supporting it with research. And, you know, that's that's something that I definitely want to look into more. I want to help you feel proud about your teaching, that you are reassured by something that you hear that you're doing already and you have some support behind it and you want to continue to do it because you're seeing, wow, this is happening in other classrooms as well and I want to keep doing this. Or you think about it in a different way that's going to help your students rise a bit more in proficiency, have more confidence in their communication, and that's something to be proud of as well. So in next week's episode, I'm going to do a summer send-off type of episode where I'm just going to give you some things to be thinking about over the summer and how episodes will look, because I will continue to put episodes out, but they're not going to be as robust. I love to use the word robust when I talk on the podcast. Um, they're going to look a little different, and they're not going to be as long, but they will continue. But I'll give you all the details in next week's episode about how that is going to work in the summer send-off. 
For now, be sure to check out the show notes where you'll see links to sign up for Talking Points, my weekly email newsletter with tips and resources for language teaching. There are also links to get in touch with me if you would like to work together either in person in your school or remotely. I will be traveling quite a bit this summer. I'll be in California. I'll be in Georgia. I'll be in Illinois, Texas, a bunch of different places working with schools and conferences. So excited the world is opening back up a little bit. And I would really appreciate the opportunity to swing by your school as well at some point, either this summer or in the next school year, we can work something out as well. Have a great end to your school year. If you've already ended, congratulations on an awesome school year. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the World Language Classroom Podcast. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at WL Classroom. You can also see over 250 blog posts about language teaching at, you guessed it, wlclassroom.com.